Welcome to this episode of The Wolf and the Shepherd. Today we are going to talk about hip-hop velocity. Hip-hop to the hippity-hop to the hippity-hop philosophy, philosophy, something, something along those lines. I'm a little bit confused about what hip-hop philosophy is, but I'm sure the wolf is going to take me through exactly what hip-hop philosophy is. So a couple of podcast episodes ago, our listeners might remember we finally got around to answering some of the emails that have been sending in. And in our apologies, we were way behind on that. Yeah, but we got through about 20 questions, I think. But I actually held back one of the questions because I figured like in true lazy fashion, we could probably actually drag an entire episode out of this one question. Okay, so this is actually a listener-submitted question yeah. that now we're turning into a topic. An entire podcast, yeah, gotcha. from this one question. So okay. this email started off, and it got me right off the bat. It says, uh, I know you have a large Indian following, which, you know, my initial reaction was, well, we haven't seen him, have we? No. No, we haven't seen him. But then I figured if he's that large, he probably couldn't keep up with us because we do walk pretty fast. Actually, you walk faster than I do. Yeah. Yeah, I think your legs are longer than mine. Yeah. So, I mean, it did click with me what I meant eventually, and I figured I probably should have read the whole of the email first before I started dissecting it. Yeah, but sometimes you've got to go beyond the first sentence of the email. Well, I like to break it down like prose, you know, and then kind of work it out and kind of ignore the overall message of it. So I get like about six different messages from like one email when really it should be like one really easy, simple takeaway from it. So I suppose that's why it takes me about a week to get through three emails. Well, so that basically explains why it takes us so long to get through all the yeah, emails. Yeah. So um, I continued reading, right? And it says, you clearly know how to cross ethnic barriers. Should have read on from that point, but my mind started wondering again. I thought, ah, is he talking about us climbing over that wall on the southern border that Trump built? Wouldn't it be easier to dig under it? I don't know. But he said, we know how to cross ethnic barriers. So I I kind of thought going over the top of it. I, I think I'd rather dig under it. Yeah. So he continues to say, I can't think of a better podcast to cover hip hop and its history its evolution and influence on modern-day culture. I can trust you not to culturally appropriate the topic. Well, so first of all, we're not going to culturally appropriate it by any means. We've tried that, and we suck at cultural appropriation, to be honest. Yeah, we we can't do that. Uh, Second of all, yes, our crack research team uh, would be the perfect people to take care of this. And, of course, with us being such huge hip-hop fans, yeah. I can't think of a better person yeah. or, or a better set of people to take care of this than us. I, I really can't. I mean, you, name a better duo. Yeah. I'll wait. So I, I did wonder, like, can I really make an entire episode about hip-hop? Probably not. I thought we've got to kind of put it into something else. We've got to maybe mix it with something else to ah. try and get out the best of the topic I mean, to make just, it relevant to our listeners. Sure, just like, I mean, everybody loves peanut butter. Yeah. Everybody loves jelly. Well, not everybody loves peanut butter. You got the allergy people. But and then everybody loves jelly, but you put peanut butter and jelly together and man, you got something. So as it turns out, all right, my girlfriend asked me last week, and, and this is verbatim, I promise you. Oh, she said, okay. She said, Sir Wolf, Oh, oh! please use her voice. Yeah. Go, so go ahead and, and, and use her voice. In yeah. This. I'll probably get cancelled for that because they'll say I should have got a woman in to read it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. No, here's the beauty of podcasting, right? So 
now all of a sudden walking in, tap, 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 tap. We we have a woman coming in to do the voice. So uh, go ahead, uh, mystery woman, and give the quote from the wolf's girlfriend. So wolf. Who are the modern-day philosophers from whom we should yoke our modern-day wisdom? So that caught me off guard for a start. Okay, so you didn't even do a very good job changing your voice. I didn't, did no, I? Well, no, you didn't. We should get a woman in to redo that and we'll edit it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, so I pondered that for a moment, kind of told her to stop asking me so many questions and go make me a sandwich. But later on that night, I thought, well, who can we look to in the modern era to kind of guide us through the labyrinth of society's potholes, which I'm largely suspicious the millennials are responsible for right? probably so mm. it, and so who'd you come up with well it clicked after i got that email right after my girlfriend's question and i read that email i thought well rappers are our modern day equivalents of like plato and aristotle and you know if you think about it they really are yeah i mean it, they have the stage right so if you look back in that kind of greco-roman history of philosophers they were all standing out there. They were doing their thing, talking, making their speeches, talking about philosophy and everything. And they had the crowd surrounded around them because nobody else had anything to listen to. And nobody had a smartphone or a TV. No, well, yeah, that's true. Or yeah. a ra if you want to go backwards, yeah. a radio. Or and most of them couldn't read either, so it was a perfect fit. Yeah. No books, you know, yeah. no local library to go to. So, yeah. So today's yeah. philosophers are rappers. Yeah. I like the connection. That makes logical sense yeah. to me. So I thought between that email and my girlfriend asking that stupid question, I thought, you know, Synergy has had a baby. And I came up with the topic of hip hop philosophy. Hip hop philosophy. Yeah. So I do want to say right off the bat, this is going to be a mix of presumption, fabrication, and mostly anecdotal on my part. So a standard podcast from us. Well, yeah, it's got all the qualities to get it flagged by those fact checker assholes as well. Oh, mm. yeah. Well, that's mm. possibly true. The good news is I don't think anybody fact checks us yet. Well, right. yet, yet being the key word. Yeah. We do not have a fact checker sponsor i wonder if we could get a sponsor that is a fact checker maybe they pay us off whenever we get something right Ooh, but if we had we'll to never pay make them any money if we had to pay them when we get something wrong then yeah we'd be out a lot of right. money yeah yeah see that's that's why i'm not in charge of this let's be honest when i first brought up the subject of hip-hop you did sit there like a 16-year-old Labrador with Alzheimer's who couldn't work out whether he'd been potter yet or not. You know, a bit like, oh, I do want to do a Stump the Shepherd question uh, immediately. It's way too early in the podcast for that, but okay. Well, right, I, think we even, I think even hardcore hip-hop fans would not know the answer to this question, which... Ooh. Which you're saying, ooh, excitedly, but this mean, well, definitely means you've got no chance. Well, okay. It means I have no chance, but at least if no you're one else knows... You're in good company knows, of ignorance. Yeah, yeah, if right. no one else knows the answer, then I'm not going to feel as bad. So do you know what the origin of the term hip-hop is? Isn't it from that old song that I kind of sang, the hip-hop no. to the hip-hip-hop to no, the hip-hop? No, you're talking, you're talking about Rapper's Delight, I think, aren't you? That song? uh yeah, no, possibly that, that was already in existence, oh. I think. Oh, then uh, no, I don't. Okay, I shall educate you. So Keith Cowboy Wiggins, a member of Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, have you heard of them? Mm-hmm. 
They sang White Lines. Well, I've heard I've yeah. I've heard a Grandmaster Clash. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they sang that White Lines song before it was bastardized by many other people, including Duran Duran. Although well, that yeah. version was actually pretty good. Yeah, but yeah. what about that other guy? Uh, the the guy that thought he was a pretty boy did that White Lines song. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, but anyway, so he came up with it back and well, he's credited with coining the term hip hop back in 1978 after he was listening to some soldiers marching and the kind of rhythmic cadence of it kind of to him made a kind of hip-hop sound and he just came up with that name and that type of rhythm so yeah that's how it was terms wow he gave birth yeah, to I, I had never heard that before yeah. but that makes sense now can you think around that time because obviously you're 10 years younger than me of any uh other artists around that time hip-hop the pioneers uh, run dmc yeah, Run, especially. I mean, yeah. you know, Run DMC, that, that would be one. My introduction into that kind of music genre, so to speak, would have been more R&B than hip-hop. Right. Uh, when I kind of dabbled in that as a musical taste. I, I wasn't a huge hip-hop fan. Right. That surprises me because you've got, like, Public Enemy written all over you. No, nah, yeah. no, not so much. So I, I, re I remember at the time I bought, records by uh grandmaster flash and the furious five big daddy kane africa barbata jam master jay you know a lot a lot of stuff but it was all happy kind of like hip-hop at that time and i kind of liked it you know a lot of people in the music press actually criticized them because they weren't making the politics more obvious because it was like okay some you know kids from the hood and stuff have finally made it big and they're gone all fluffy with their musical style rather than actually telling the story of how difficult it is and you know they instead of creating a meaningful moment they're just kind of milking money from almost blending in with a pop scene yeah and of course you're talking about long before gangster rap yeah yeah you know, because cause yeah. that's kind of when yeah. I remember the hip hop scene. I don't know. I don't even know if gangsta rap fits into that hip hop scene. But well, NWA was my first kind of instance of it. And yeah. I think that was like when I heard it in England. That was like mm, end early eighties, early nineties. Yeah. yeah, somewhere around in yeah. there. Yeah. So I yeah. think this stuff was just maybe half a decade before when it started growing. One critic compared that era of uh, rap to a Sesame Street reenactment of the Rosa Parks story. That was a huge <laughs> curveball. A, a Sesame Street, Street reenactment, reenactment of the Rosa Parks story, yeah. Of the Rosa Parks story. Because, I, like I said, they, I, it was known as, and they also called it barbecue hip-hop because it was also kind of light, you know, like the, um, what's his name, Will Smith, right? Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. It was that type of hip-hop, you know, mm. it's kind of barbecue hip-hop, which I, I liked because I figured, you know, I might stand a chance of being invited to that barbecue well sure and that's more like you say light-hearted i mean ev yeah everybody's just they're having yeah. a good time doing their thing just trying to enjoy themselves yeah eat some you know barbecue ribs or maybe some brisket yeah. if they're in texas you know some good yeah. brisket and sausage and all that good stuff yeah. so i i get that so although you know like songs like white lines you know it was kind of a serious song it's still very upbeat and stuff you know it still made you feel good even though you were thinking about somebody possibly overdosing on coke you know yeah still a feel-good song yeah and you could explain to the kids oh yeah. they, we're not talking about uh, that we're talking about coca-cola you know yeah. they drink too many cokes and so your teeth are going to rot out of your mouth because of all the sugar in the coke you know that period of hip-hop it wasn't all golden i had mm. a friend at college in England and he'd gone to a Christian music festival 
and had made the mistake of picking up a hip-hop mixtape of Christian artists. And no joke, I actually had to go back and uh, find the opening verse of like the first song on that tape. Well, so this was a tape of Christian, Christian hip-hop artists. Hip-hop it picked artists. up from a Christian music festival. So some and this was, was early. this was early 90s. So hip-hop was already a bit, I don't know, maybe not at its best in some respects. You know, I mean, this, the music was good. The beat was good. But some of the lyrics were a bit iffy. Iffy. Yeah. So here we go. So I can't remember the name of the band, but here we go. What we have here, it's the holy book. Let's open it up and take a look. That was the opening verse to the first track on that Christian hip-hop. That's not bad. You're joking, aren't you? No, it's not bad. We I had mean... to molly-wop him and ask for forgiveness afterwards. It was so terrible. Molly-wop? Yeah. Oh, stump the shepherd question too. Uh-oh. Shepherd. What does molly what mean? I have no clue. Well, I had to look this one up, actually. I mean, oh. I've heard the phrase before, but it's actually when you swing your arm back as far as you can, like in a full arc, and you let it recoil and you punch somebody right in the face. That's known oh. as molly whopping. That's uh, a haymaker. Well, molly whop in the hood. Yeah, but yeah, a good molly whopping. Ha- haymaker, that's kind of the American term for it. Well, if you do it at a barbecue, it's a molly whop. Ah. Or you do it outside 7 Eleven, it's a molly whop. I'd put my yeah. money on haymaker, well, but it will uh, agree to disagree yeah. on that one. Kind of skipping what would have been a very interesting and probably informative part of hip hop history. I want to jump to where the scene went a bit heavy, a bit serious. I liked it, and I bought quite a bit of it, but I was also happy I was living the other side of the Atlantic, where I was all safe. So Makes sense. For a want, for a want of a better label, I actually called this the middle era the of hip-hop. Middle the middle era, era yeah, because okay. I divide it into three parts. Barbecue hip-hop, the middle era... And then we'll get on to the last oh, one at the end. Okay. I don't want to give away the great name now, I came uh, up with for that. Yeah. It, so these are names you've made up? Yeah. Okay. Well, so, other than the barbecue hip hop thing, that one existed. That okay. Label. So you you plagiarized that one, the barbecue era. Yeah. Okay. Then the middle era yeah. is next. Yeah. So because there were three, you just said, okay, the one that's in the in middle second is going to be the middle era. The middle era. Yeah. Uh, that's lazy writing, but well, that's par for us. Well, I'm going to copyright it. Doesn't matter. This was a time when rappers started getting beef with each other, mm. right? East Coast, West Coast that, stuff. Yeah, that type of stuff. So, and it was mainly over perceived disses in their lyrics, right? So, somebody would release a song, and it would sound like they were dissing another rapper, and all of a sudden they were like shooting each other. So, do, do you think podcasts do that dissing too? Like, like if we said, oh, you know how we do it on the Wolf and the Shepherd podcast, <laughs> and then some other podcast does that. I'd actually shoot you if you said that on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. that would be bad. Yeah. We don't want to diss podcast. We don't want to diss other podcasts. Yeah. So it became, actually, for a while, because almost every kind of um, song, depending on which whether it came from the East Coast or the West Coast, it all, almost became a non-stop kind of beef contest. And being a rapper at that point in time became almost as dangerous as being like the modern-day equivalent to a witness at a Clinton trial. Yeah, but do you think that was unfair for the rappers in the middle of the country? 
It's like, well, I'm not on the East Coast. I'm not on the West Coast. I, I'm sitting here in what, Kansas. Like Iowa or somewhere. Yeah, well, I'm sitting yeah. here in Kansas. I'm trying yeah. to rap, and yeah. I don't know which coast I'm on because well, I'm smack dab right in the middle of the country. Well, I think they wore yellow, like the, the rappers from Utah and all that, like to signify neutrality in the middle there, uh, uh, in between the reds and the yeah, blues, kinda, you know? Kind of like flying the flag yeah. of Switzerland or something like yeah. that. Yeah, you know, don't shoot us. We're just picking We're, potatoes, yeah. gathering hay, and trying to wrap in our spare time. Exactly. Before we have to get up early and feed the chickens. I don't know. Yeah, I feel sorry for Yeah. Me. So, anyway, rap got very political, very militant at times, and the first gangster rap movement started. And again, most of that wasn't necessarily too much about women. It was about, again, shooting each other and stuff, and, you know, having issues with the police and making non-polite statements about the police in their songs, which I can't repeat. I've got one coming to mind right yeah. now, so I know yeah. exactly what you're talking yes. about. Yes, it's kind of along the lines of defund the police, but a little bit more explicit. Right. It, yeah. it was, uh, it, well, yeah. let, let's go ahead and let it out. It yeah. was the Humpty Dance. Yes, the Humpty Hump. Yes. Yes. So um, I did like Public Enemy a lot. I really liked Chuck D, you know, the lead rapper in that. But I figured if I invited myself to their barbecue, with, I'd, within like about 15 minutes, I'd be mollywhocked, stomped and shanked before the first pre-cooked hot dogs were even warmed up, I think. Well, of course you would, because you would be bringing up this tray of curry and saying, hey, everybody, try my curry. Yeah. And nobody would want to try the curry because you're still so hell-bent on everybody liking curry, and nobody at that barbecue would want to try your curry. Now, do you remember any of the Public Enemy videos at all? I don't know if that was a bit before when you started watching yeah. that type of stuff. but uh, That's before my time. Yeah. I mean, ones like Fight the Power, those types type of ones but it always seemed like in most of their videos because i remember watching them on mtv at the time and i think yo mtv raps came out round about that time it always seemed in every public enemy video there'd be a lot of people marching through the streets again all angry i wouldn't want to be on the sidewalk because again i'll probably get molly whopped for watching and of course you're also talking about back you know congratulations mtv 35 years on tv congratulations on 10 years of music yeah i mean exactly, back yeah. when mtv yeah. actually had music yeah. on there yeah now it's 16 and pregnant and some crap what always confused me about those videos do you remember who flavor flav was is that dude who oh, wore yeah. the top hat and the glasses had stolen off some 80 year old woman on a florida yeah. resort but and but he always had the big clock. the big clock round and yeah and periodically he'd shout out what time is it and i was watching the videos i was thinking like mate if anybody should know the time it should be you absolutely right so you know you've got a big clock right yeah, there hanging from your neck me. yeah do you have batteries in the clock do you, right. it, do you need a sponsorship from like energizer just to give you batteries to put in the clock so you know what time it well, is well actually i felt bad for the guy yeah. because he had this big clock but he never knew what well, time it th was this is the thing and i had this existential moment about this and i should have looked this up before we did the podcast I wondered if it was always stuck on a certain time and he was always asking what time is it so when it got to that time it meant something had happened or it was time for something to happen. But oh, maybe that's going into it a bit too deep. But, you know, he could have got a sponsorship from Dr. Pepper because it was always about 10, 2, and 4 was the time you were supposed to drink a Dr. Pepper. Was it? Yeah. Oh, oh Dr. Pepper had this yeah. big thing about that's when you drank a Dr. Pepper. Was it 10, 2, and 4? 
Yeah, I've never heard of that. We didn't oh, have yeah. that over there. In fact, no. I, don't even, I don't even know if I heard of Dr. Pepper over in England. No. Probably. Well, Maybe yeah, not. Yeah. I didn't drink it anyway. Having said that, Dr. Pepper, we do not yet have a soft drink sponsor. True. Now, Coca-Cola probably don't want us at the moment because we have a little uh, well, they, they've too much got, lack they've, of skin pigment. Well, they've, they've got some issues going yeah, on. Yeah, got some but, issues with us. But, but let's remember, Dr. Pepper started in Texas. Yeah. And if we were going to have a soft drink sponsor, it should be Dr. Pepper. I think I prefer Coke Zero, but again, that's still, you know, I don't know if Coke want anything to do with this. There is no Dr. Pepper Zero. No, there's diet, Dr. Pepper diet. Yeah, but it's not, it's not. Yeah. So the more serious side of hip hop, it was a little bit balanced out because you had bands like Two Live Crew. Obviously, Will Smith was still kicking around. Well, now, remember, Two Live Crew was the first band that kind of got that parental advisory yeah. explicit lyrics, yeah. and they went to Congress yeah. and everything about that. I mean, that was a big deal. I well, do remember that. Yeah. Well, I mean, was their first track that one where they weren't too happy with that bloke called Martinez? I don't remember why they got in so much trouble, but... Did but, you know they had over 50 lawsuits from people named Martinez who claimed that the song was about them? So basically that means <laughs> they... The, they couldn't all be telling the truth. Well, well, yeah, but that also means that whoever set up that class action probably did a bad job because yeah. they could have found Is your name people. Martinez? Yeah. Have you been offended by the song, Let's Be Not Nice to Martinez? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, they, they didn't put enough commercials up yeah. on like late night television. Yeah. So, it, so Will Smith at that time, he was still contributing to the barbecue hip hop right. uh, memory. And then, you know, one of my favorite hip hop bands of all time came along. The Beastie Boys, who were revolutionary from start to finish. Yeah, absolutely yeah. brilliant. I mean, kind of sad that uh, they lost a member. You know, that was a few years back. Yeah. Uh, always liked the Beastie Boys. They did good stuff. I mean, a lot of those songs, simple in the music, but the lyrics were amazing. They they were always I amazing. Think Sabotage, even before it, you know, was used for that Rogue One fan trailer as like one of my favorite hip hop oh, tracks sure. of all well, time. Well, look back at the music video for Sabotage. I mean, that was a great yeah. music video with that yeah. 1970s cop yeah. look uh -huh. and everything. I, yeah. I remember when that video came yeah. out and everybody loved watching that video because yeah. of the way they put mm -hmm. that together. Yeah. I mean, those guys were great. You know, once again, ignoring the important and probably relevant part of the middle era, I'm going to jump into the 2000s. So we have barbecue hip hop. The middle era yeah. in the 2000s. Yeah. Which, so you put exactly 30 seconds into defining these eras. Yeah, pretty much. So okay. guess what I've called the 2000 era. Oh, I, oh no, I thought it was... Just, no, oh, I've given I, it a name. Okay, I thought it was called the 2000s no, era. No. I'm sorry. Okay, no, hang on. You know hang me, on. I'm creative. Yeah, but let me set this up. So yeah. we had the barbecue era. We yeah. had the middle era. Yeah. And the final era is... The Age of Ass. I think I like the 2000s <laughs> era better. No, the Age of Ass. So, so I mean, there still exists today remnants of, you know, barbecue hip-hop because you still have, you know, Will Smith around and some kind of soft kind of hip-hop artists who have actually tried to go back to its roots, you know, and reuse some of the samples and stuff from the early days. Yeah, and I've gotta I gotta give some props to uh, the movie Jersey Girl by Kevin Smith, 
where he kind of makes fun of Will Smith a little bit in there because the whole premise of the movie is how the the agent kind of says Will Smith isn't going to be anything. And then throughout the whole movie, you know, he turns into this big movie star or whatever, but he was part of this whole barbecue hip-hop thing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he turns into this big movie superstar. Yeah. Get where you're going with that. Yeah. And there's still a bit of, um, you know, political militant hip-hop, but it's not quite so mainstream. You have to really be into that kind of hardcore gangster rap you know to really kind of the the dr dre yeah. snoop dog well not snoop dog he's not gangster rap anymore i mean i think well he went not a anymore stage. Not he does anymore. he does duets with justin bieber and stuff now i wouldn't yeah. exactly call him uh, gangster rap look well he cooks with martha stewart yeah i mean My I, girl. I, I i get that but back in the day he was yeah yeah, he was to back with. in the day. And it, he got, I think he got um, accused of murder, but got off or didn't get prosecuted for it. Or one of the, yeah. No. I mean, he, he was pretty hardcore when he no, was. No, no, yeah, he, he, did. he he went to trial. Yeah, he just got found not guilty. Right. Yeah. yeah. But you know, the two thousands of like I said it's the age of ass. It's basically being concerned with getting it, shaking well, it, well, now, hitting hang it. On. And growing it to the size of one of those women's butts on my 400-pound yeah. life, I think. Yeah, but let's back up. It's the age of what? Ass, arse. I well, thought it was arse. Well, in England it is. Arse. Yeah, arse. Arse. Yeah, no, that's more, that sounds more Irish. Arse. 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 I, I, I thought that was the English way of saying no, it. Was arse. arse. Like A-R-S-E. Yeah, it's arse in England. Arse in Ireland. Oh, okay. And ass over here. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I just want to make sure that we're... We're still talking about the same donkey donk. You know, like I said, it's Justin Bieber and Snoop Dogg and... Is Justin Bieber a rapper? Uh, I don't know if on some of his songs he has. I don't know. But he did... I know he's done duets with some with some rappers. Okay. More than one. I know that. Yeah, but Aerosmith did a duet with Run DMC. Yeah. Yeah, but that was a little bit different because Aerosmith still did rock with Randy because that was on the uh, Walk This Way song. Yeah. Yeah. And that was originally a Run DMC song, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then Aerosmith decided yeah. to kind of go actually, and, and actually rock it that, up a little bit. I actually had that album. I can't remember what that album was called. That was a long uh, time ago. You know, now, yeah. of course, a lot of rappers like getting their faces tattooed. That seems to be the latest thing over the last I, two, three years. Uh, Look, they're going to regret that. No, I don't get it. I don't get the face tattoo thing. Yeah. Well, it so, started creeping up the neck, didn't it, to begin with? Because it was the full sleeves, the chest, and it started creeping up the neck. Well, and somehow it's made its way onto the face. Sure, but let's not forget, it was always, you know, going down the, the arms for the sleeves. Yeah. Then when it went to the hands, it was like, wait, what's going on? Yeah. Then when it got up to the neck, it's yeah. like, what's going on? And now they put it on the face yeah. and you can't even hide it. Right. So uh, the one that comes to mind to me is uh, Post Malone. Yeah. He, he's a guy that he wasn't originally from around here, no. but he went to Grapevine High School. Yeah, he School, lived here briefly. Yeah. And, and he comes around town every now and then. Of course, everybody loves Posty yeah. or Post Malone or whatever. Yeah. And I scratch my head because I'm trying to figure this guy out still. Yeah. You know, because he's got the rap thing, then he loves playing the guitar, and he did this whole deal during the, uh, uh, what do you call it, you know, the quarantine stuff, and, and he covered a bunch of Nirvana songs, and he was in a dress, and I'm trying to watch him do that, and I'm like, I appreciate the fact that you're playing the guitar, and you're singing 
Nirvana songs, but I'm still scratching my head. Like I used to be that person that said, I don't get tattoos. Then I went to, okay, fine. I get tattoos. Go get a tattoo. That's fine. But I'm still kind of old school that, okay, fine. I get tattoos now, but why would you put a tattoo on your face? Unless you're Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson gets a pass. Yeah. Mike Tyson, it's like, who's going to go up to Mike Tyson and say, why did you put a tattoo on your face? Because he should say, well, because I'm Mike Tyson, do you want to fight? And then you say, no, obviously I don't want to fight you. You're Mike Tyson. You will kill me. Yeah. But beyond that, why would anybody else want to put a tattoo on their face? Although, Although we do have a lot of ugly friends that maybe they could tattoo their face and maybe they would look better. Cheaper just to get back, though. That Cut would be cheaper. And maybe that's why I don't understand it, because yeah. it's so much cheaper to just go to the store and get a paper bag yeah. and cut holes in the front and are those be the ones, done with it. Are those the ones who, during the age of COVID, we told them that they should wear a full ski mask instead of just a mask over the mouth? Something the like that. Yeah. I, I, I think that's yeah. where I'm struggling with right. this. Because the I, whole facial tattoo thing, I think that came around from like gangs from South America and stuff, didn't it? You know, like Brazilian gangs and... Middle well, America gangs and, you know, the but MS-13, it, but whatever, it, tattoos on the face. But remember, tattoos used to mean stuff, right? Yeah. So when the face tattoos came around, it used to be the teardrops, right? It, you'd have that a teardrop. You somebody. Yeah, yeah that you did that. And, and used to be tattoos were always about sailors and bikers. Yeah. And those were the only people that ever got tattoos. And mm. then it became just, oh... I'm some chick that's 18 years old and I want a dolphin tattooed to my ankle. And now tattoos don't even mean anything right. anymore. It's actually kind of sad. I don't know quite what the purpose of getting bitch tattooed across your forehead is, what message it's supposed to be sending. But Well, what about the people that have the Chinese characters tattooed to themselves and then you, you know, look at those characters and you say, okay, so why do you have chicken tattooed to your arm? Oh, no, this means strength. No, mm. you don't know Chinese. Actually, that means chicken. There are people that have these Asian characters tattooed to themselves. If I was a tattoo artist, that's all I'd want to do. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, what do you want to tattoo Asian yeah. character? Oh, I want strength. Okay. And then I would just tattoo... Diarrhea. Diarrhea. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just tattoo whatever else. Because how are you going to know? Yeah. I mean, how do you know? Yeah. But there are so many people that have that. Yeah. And then the tribal stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I've got a tribal tattoo. Okay. What tribe do you belong to? Well, I don't know, but that looks cool. Yeah. It's just always been what looks cool, doesn't mean anything. Yeah. What are you going to do? But yeah, other than the face tattoo thing, I mean, a lot of them have started getting shot again. Recently, I've been reading in the news, a lot of aspiring young rappers are getting shot left, right and center. Again, I don't know if it's the whole beef thing through their lyrics or they've just got bored of the... Are, are they finally During getting, the lockdown and shooting each other. I yeah, don't know. Are, are they finally getting sick and tired of being cooped up in their apartment yeah. and yeah. saying... Man, I gotta go out and, and shoot, shoot a rival. Yeah, I'll go yeah. out and shoot a rival and stuff. Yeah, I gotta get more streams on Spotify, yeah. so I gotta go shoot somebody. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. You know should wait, should we go out and shoot people so we get more downloads? 
I don't know if it works very well for them now because like those people who have been shooting people if they hadn't shot somebody I wouldn't have heard of them mm. but I'm still not listening to their music that's a good point if we ignore our great and wonderful friend Kanye West because you know we can't really do him justice in of this podcast not. yeah we'll and, just spend the next never, 30 minutes talking about yeah we never will but, Kanye but but Kanye yeah. I hope everything's we love you, man. going well it, yeah. yeah hope everything's going well man we're, yeah. we're rooting for you yeah the market now for hip-hop commercially is aimed at mainly around the tween market and really the kind of 10 to 15 year old girls you know so wait gra- wait so just the girls though yep that's who the main market in terms of commercialization and people actually buying the music is aimed at so when grandma innocently gives her 12 year old daughter that itunes gift card for a birthday that's going straight to download cardi b's wet ass p p but song what about the what about the boys well they left out because what are boys after at that age the ass and so they're just basically following along and just it used to be that girls would pretend to like what boys liked in terms of music now it's the other way around the Is boys it? pretend to like what the girls like so they can get in with the girls whereas... or are the boys just wanting like minecraft and roblox skip cards yeah exactly yeah and so they really yeah. don't care yeah but I think it's more nowadays about boys pretending to like music where it used to be about girls pretending to like certain types of music. That's actually a really good point. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. This is one of those rare occasions where we actually agree because... Yeah. We're probably it, still you, wrong, but it sounds right. Yeah. No, no, this sounds right. So yeah. it should be right. Yeah. And please don't fact check us on this. But I, I actually think you're right because it used to be that thing about... Mm. You know, the guy liked a certain kind of music. The girl was into that guy, so she pretended to like the music. It's flipped. Yeah. It has flipped. Yeah. So now we have have came to this glorious revelation of music. So now you've basically got, you know, 14 year old girls shaking their donkey donk on TikTok. I thought it was tail feathers. Is no, it Donkey Donk nah, now? It's, no. or, it's, or it's always I... been Donkey Donk. And Tail Feathers, I think, was... I don't know if that kind of caught on. That was in a song, but I don't think it was a... What, what about the milkshakes? Do the milkshakes <laughs> still bring people to the yard? No. Because I go to people's no. yard and yeah. I can't find it's any like, milkshakes. I saw a great meme with that. It just had this schoolyard and a milkshake there, and it goes, Day 15, still no boys. Yeah. <laughs> I want to find that yard where there's milkshakes because I love milkshakes, yeah. but I still haven't found Not this Texas, yard. they go off within like 10 minutes. Outside. Well, but how depressing is that? Yeah. I mean, I just want to go to a yard just got where... Just Sonic. Well, yeah, but they're kind of expensive unless they yeah. have those like summer nights. Oh, Sonic, on. we are not yet actually currently sponsored by a drive-in fast food restaurant. Uh, you know what? Normally I don't do this, but I would rather say... Whataburger. Well, obviously, what, Whataburger is a Texas, but that's a drive-through. Oh, or a dine-in. Whereas okay. Sonic uh, is not a dine-in. That's a drive-in and drive-out. It's true. not a drive-through, really, is it? Sonic and Whataburger should fight. No, we can, we've got room for both. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, because you can't get a hot dog at Whataburger, yeah. and you can't get certain things. Yeah, at Sonic. <laughs> We haven't researched it too much, but we're yeah. open to either. But we both like milkshakes. Yeah, we do, do, like, yes. do like a good milkshake. And and by the way, Whataburger brought back the Dr. Pepper milkshake. Mm, not into those type of um, 
fancy milkshake. So I just like a good chocolate milkshake. Ah, but the Dr. Pepper milkshake is pretty uh, good. It It's really good. No. It's really that's, good. That's aimed at the same market as modern uh, day hip hop. No, it's really good. Mm. I really want to go to Whataburger right now and mm. get me a Dr. Pepper milkshake. Mm. And the sad thing is, just what a quarter of a mile from our studio is a Whataburger. You can I go hate, off to I work hate, on the way home. Yeah, but I hate you for this because now I really want a Dr. Pepper milkshake. We'll go then. Anyway, back on topic. What topic are we? Oh, yeah, hip hop. Yeah. Yes. So, hip hop. So, outside of, um, you know, Post Malone, who we mentioned, obviously Sir Kanye and a little bit sometimes Machine Gun Kelly. I can't really say I like any modern day or too much modern day hip hop. I've kind of lost it. I used to like it. I used to like the barbecue hip hop scene. I liked, I even liked it when it was militant and they probably didn't like me, but yeah, I can't really get with it. I don't know if it's a case of getting older or right? it's just all seems to have merged into every well, song just sings the but, same thing. There's nothing revolutionary anymore. But maybe they haven't been militant enough. And that's why we can't get into it. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, right. You you hear some of that militant stuff, and yeah. you're like, "Hey, I can get behind this," right. but but maybe they're just kind of too middle of the road, and they got to go one side or the other. Well, you were heavy into like Rage Against the Machine and stuff. Yes. You know, I mean that type of stuff. But I could get with that. I mean, I wasn't a big fan of Rage Against the Machine, but I could appreciate it. But yeah, today's and, and, stuff, I just can't appreciate it. Yeah. The, and and now you're talking about like rap rock. You know, because most of your hip hop and and everything wasn't too much, you know, heavy guitar, heavy drums, heavy bass. It wasn't situated around that. It was more computerized music and everything, Uh which nothing wrong with that. But Rage Against the Machine was more of, hey, we have this huge political message. And a lot of those hip hop groups had that huge political message. But the music behind it wasn't as angry. Rage Against the Machine made not only the message angry, but the music was angry behind it as well. And that's always what I kind of identified with. It was very anti-disestablishment. Yes. How many syllables was that word? A lot. Yeah. Can't even fit it on a Scrabble board. And we're not going to try to spell it. Honestly, don't know what else I probably could have put in this podcast to make it more of a definitive guide. I think it's going to go down in history. You know, just like with the number one podcast in the world about midgets, we're definitely going to be in the top five about hip hop. But, you know, I could have mentioned Ice-T, NWA, Eminem, Jay-Z, but, you know, I mean, I already did like seven pages of notes and I was getting burned out. I'll be yeah, honest with you. And, and I mean, there, there's so many people. I mean, I, I think you left out Dr. Dre. I mean, he, he was big in that. Well, uh, NWA and the same thing with like Ice Cube. They were in it, NWA. So. Oh, were they? I didn't just didn't want to, you know, I, name so, check them individually. Yeah, but I watched that movie, but Easy e Yeah. I think he was in He that. died of the AIDS. Did he? Yeah. That's a shame. But he was the one who always used to sing in their songs about, he was after the ass before being after the ass was a big thing. And that's probably why he died of AIDS. Hey, nothing wrong with being a pioneer. Yeah. I mean, pioneers made this country what it is. So good for him. Lots of philosophy that we talked about in this one. And uh, makes me want to kind of dig up some of those old songs yeah. that I used to listen to. I mean, there's there's a lot there. Well, with all that said, thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Wolf and the Shepherd, and we will catch you on the next one. <laughs>